That's the sound of mystery. There's trouble brewing. Yeah. Right here in River City. Inner City trouble. Uh, hey, if you recognize that music, then you know what this episode's about. As promised, Dunk we're, Tracy. Talk, we're talking about Dunk Tracy today. Dump Tracy. Rick Tracy. Slick Tracy. Uh, yeah. Dick um, Tracy. The 1990 film from Warren Beatty. This is, uh, it is from Warren Beatty. He directed and produced and, and acted. And I think he may Starred. have co-wrote it at some point. I think he might have co-wrote it. He was involved in the writing somehow. He really wanted to do this movie. Yeah, he uh, he was very excited about this film. Produced and directed, written by... See, it doesn't say he's written, written by him, but I thought he had input on the script. I, I, bet, I sure. bet he did. Um, yeah, man. Huh. This uh, I'd say this is one of the seminal films of my childhood. Yeah. I loved Dick Tracy. Yeah. it was Here, okay, so what I'm going to do is... I'm going to play the movie on this screen so that we know what's going on. We don't forget anything, but I'm going to play it at double speed because it's a two hour film and we're not going to go for two hours. Double the speed. I'd like to see so some of this in fast, playback. fast motion speed. So faster. You should all be familiar with this property by now, but uh, Dick Tracy was a comic strip originally, which started in 1931 and then there was uh, it, that ran from then till '72, and then there was. Uh, oh, he's been in continuous publication. It seems like since. Yeah, I mean, there's been like comic books. Comics They've been re collected editions. Um, IDW is getting ready to do a new comic. Serial, serial, uh, cartoons, films, cartoons. Um, there is Full length, full length films. You get a phone call. Excuse my, excuse my phone. Yeah. Um, so were you before this film were you really that familiar with Dick Tracy though no I can't say so I, because uh, 90 I was I was uh, 8 I was 8 years old when this was going on see I had the, the celebrated cases before that I think I might have had a case book too before that and I remember watching the cartoon which was kind of cheesy yeah the movie okay so Okay, Batman came out in 89. Yeah, blew everybody away. And that blew everybody away, including myself. And so studios seemed to be scrambling for the next next comic movie, the next Batman. And this was was the next one, wasn't it? I mean, this was... Well, uh... This was 90. Yeah, I I don't know for sure where Turtles falls in there. Turtles maybe have come out... Let's find out. Turtles may have come out before Dick Tracy. I'm going to look it up. Sorry about the silence, guys. Because this came out in June. And Turtles came out. Let's see. Where's the release date? You don't tell the release date? Come on. So much information right at our fingertips. Well, while James is figuring that out. Yes, this Turtles beat this. Turtles came out in March. Okay, Turtles was huge. Yeah. But a little bit along a different line. I mean, it was yeah, a comic book movie. Totally. It tapped into a different vein. Uh, but it, regardless, this movie was still... I think this was seen as the next blockbuster yeah. uh, comic film after Batman. Yeah. That they were wanting it to be the next Batman. Yeah. Whereas I think Turtles became a phenomenon kind of after it came out. Yeah. 
Um, I think tur they thought Turtles was going to be somewhat big because of the cartoon and everything, but I don't think they were planning on it being the blockbuster. Whereas Dick Tracy had like so much going on, so much buildup for it, and so much media that they were trying to recreate Batmania. Yes, in 1990, and they were trying really hard. Yes, and for me, it worked. Um, well, it sort of worked. I agree. I don't. I don't think that the quality of the stuff matched what Batmania was. Well, yeah. Um, There's a lot of neat stuff. There I was. I. I don't think the quality of. Uh, well, I, I don't. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say the movie. I don't even remember seeing the movie. Yeah. When I was a kid, I don't even remember it. I'm sure that I did. I don't remember it though. But everything surrounding it, I was was enough to feed my imagination, oh, totally. and I was totally into it. And when they, you know, they had the cartoons were on, and I was taping those off TV. Yeah. I was very disappointed in those. I didn't know understand what was good. going on. Where's Dick Tracy? Yeah, he just calls on other people. He calls other people, and then they They're have a whole episode of other characters. Yeah. Um, but the toys. Fantastic toy line from Playmates. Yeah. Um, they're they're kind of goofy looking now, but I like the stylized. They're like... If they're you liked Turtles, there's then you probably liked... Yeah. And they were kind of a blend of... These are cartoon characters from comic strips, but with sculpts that matched the the actual actors from the film. So it was a, it was a, weird, it was a weird line, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was like a mishmash of here's good likenesses... But the heads are really big, really on good like sort of turtle yeah. style bodies. Yeah, with with their squat yeah. and their arms and, le and legs are too small. Um, but, I, I mean, but I, it was the only game in town. If yeah. you wanted uh, cops and robbers, totally. you wanted cops and gangsters. I don't want to get too far onto the toy line though, just yet, because there's. I think we'll spend a lot of time talking about the toy line. Okay, if we, if we go too far into it, but I want to talk about the build up to the movie a little bit. Yeah, first, um, it's. I, I remember that there was like a making of special on TV. I remember being really excited about that. The that celebrated cases of Dick Tracy book was all over the place. I remember having that and just pouring through that thing. I yeah. loved that book so much because it had uh, it took the old strips and broke it down into different characters. So there's all of the the mumble story was in there, and then all of the mm -hmm. flat top story was in there. Really cool book, and it was a good way of kind of introducing those characters to people before the movie came out. Yeah. Um, there was also I remember there was an episode of Donahue, Phil Donahue, that had. Uh, Warren Beatty and Charlie Corsmo on it. And I, I'm almost positive Warren Beatty had the watch there with him and they were talking about the watch. And there was a whole episode of Donahue with the two of them on there talking about Dick Tracy. And I just I couldn't get enough yeah. of the lead up going yeah. into the movie. And I, I really enjoyed the movie, but I think the buildup of the movie was maybe more exciting than actually yeah. seeing the movie. That's what, that's my recollection of it. It's yeah. just everything, everything surrounding it was so good and so um those ads in comics where they had like the, the silhouette and uh, i'm on my way where it was like that okay. stylized kind of circle yeah. it was all black kind of like the poster is yeah but there was he was like looking down at his watch yes and there were other ones for other characters too that they made um for each of the characters in the film but yeah that kind of stuff that was really neat looking they're really highlighting the watch and the the art deco i mean yeah. it was the 90s and the 90s kind of revisited some of that anyway and maybe it was because of the push for this. That, yeah. I mean, and Batman, because that has a lot of Art Deco styling, too, for the city and all that. Um, the uh, I had the watch. Yeah. Uh, it just lit up. It was the, the, the toy and one. 
what was really weird too on that watch was the the upper part where it was the it was a you know why is it still ringing? We have two phones now back here. Okay. So the top part, even though it was like a standard like clock watch, you know, what you, analog? Yeah. But it was digital. It was a digital analog. Digital analog, yeah. So it looked like a clock, like an analog watch, but it was digital. Well, the a regular watch is analog. Yeah. But it's more expensive to make it analog than it is a digital, so they... It was really weird, though. Trying to, it was trying strange. to mimic that, I guess. But um, it was cool. I had it. I loved. I was too old for it. I, but loved I had it. it. I totally loved it. Um, um, I wore it all the time, and uh, yeah, the, I really wanted a watch like that. Yeah. And I think that Fossil released a limited edition back then, uh, and now there's a new one that they've just made, the Dick Tracy watch, and it's also expensive. Yes, a company has finally made uh, a working version. Yeah. And it's was it five hundred bucks? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, that's the Bluetooth version. I think the one without Bluetooth is two fifty. I want to say. Okay. Um, okay. So the movie itself. I remember in that making of special, they were talking about the visuals of the film and how they were trying to make it look like the comic strip come to life. Mm -hmm. All of the colors of the film are all the same. So yeah. every blue you see is the same blue. Yeah. And every green you see is the same green. They pick seven yeah, the primary seven colors, colors and to, that they would have used on the comic strips back then. Yeah. And they made those colors carry throughout the film. And man, it gives it such a cool look in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think... There is no movie that looks like this, no. and I don't think there ever will be a movie that looks like this. No. From the coloring, to the costumes, to the way they use matte paintings and the city, yeah. and the way they kind of, almost the matte paintings almost move when they go through like a pan shot of the city. It's almost like different layers of matte paintings. Yeah, that's what it looks like. To give this really cool, like almost like a stage production look to it, but it's a movie. It looks like a comic strip. Yeah, it's I, so cool. When I was re-watching this, I, I kept thinking about Sin City. Yeah, and Sin City looks really good. It's it does. A, it's a very neat. Uh, I'm not knocking Sin City at all, but we all marveled at what they did with Sin City. But this movie beat that by like what totally. fifteen years or something like. I, I mean, it doesn't give nearly enough credit to, to take this on. Had to have been. It's it's insane. It is. It's insane to think we're going to take this comic strip and then we're going to make a movie that looks like the comic strip. And guess what? We're only going to use the seven primary colors for and everything. They have to use everything. And the costuming, backgrounds, cars, everything has to use only no. those colors. It's it's just, it's really uh, ambitious and they pulled it off. Yeah, and to do those kind of things, like with the matte paintings, the way it looks, it would have been much easier just to do like a miniature set and just have it yeah. look like a city or really film in a city and just do these things with it. But to try and get the authenticity of it being a comic strip yeah. and brought to life is crazy. It's so... Interesting and ingenious, the design work. This is, I think, the comic film that has won the most Academy Awards. I think it's mm. got three Academy Awards. That's interesting. And no comic film has gotten three. Um, and this deserves it visually yeah. because it is incredible to look at this movie. As much as I love Tim Burton's Batman and the way Gotham looks, um, this is just... Well, that's perfect for that, and this, yeah, is, perfect and this is perfect for, for this. this. It's just such an interesting idea. I mean, I, I can see what they're doing with Tim Burton's Batman and where they're going with it, but to really try and translate a yeah. comic strip into live action the way they're doing here is just blows your mind yeah. man and the way they did all the villains to just go okay this is how they look in the comic strip this is how they're gonna look in this the only one that's different is big boy yeah that's because al pacino had input on what he wanted to look like and how he wanted to act through the costume but all the other villains and they squeeze in like so many villains yeah 
they all look like the comic strip. It's not like they just called a character the brow and he just has a big forehead or they called this character his shoulders and he's just a big dude or something. All of the characters look like they did in the yeah. comic strip. And the fact that he squeezed so many into the film because he wasn't sure if there would be a sequel or not is, is awesome. So no matter what Dick Tracy villain you really liked, it's a pretty good bet they're going to show up in this movie at least yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, I heard it was like three and a half hours for makeup yeah. on average for like each, each guy. And uh, so let's talk about the villains while we're, while we're on that. Um, there are so many familiar faces and names in this movie. I don't oh my know gosh. how they got all these people. Warren Beatty. That's how they got them. I guess it's, I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh, that's somebody and that's somebody and that's somebody. And Kathy Bates, you know, she's is, a stenographer. She's just a stenographer for like two scenes for like yeah. a short snippet of time. And, and, and what's really amazing to me is all these people agreed to do this while covering their faces up. A lot of them. Yeah. For one, two, it's amazing to me that you can still tell who it is through the makeup. Yeah. I, James Con. Yeah. James Con. Well, James Con didn't have a whole lot of makeup going he didn't, on, but he had some, but and it was a very brief appearance yeah. for him to come in and do that makeup, sit through all that yeah. for maybe five minutes of screen time. Right. But and then you had Paul Sorvino covered in the lips, manless Paul makeup, Sorvino, Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman is uh, probably the one that stands out the most, but yeah. uh, even prune face, the guy who plays prune face. I, Catherine O'Hara is one of the people at the table. Yeah. It's like little throwaway Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. Mandy Patinkin, all these like big, big names in this film. And they're all just, just they're yeah, playing dress that. up. A yeah, lot. I'll do yeah, that. I'll do that. I'll come and sit and make up for three hours. And oh, Warren Beatty wants me to come out. Days. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll do it. Um, there was a, uh, Gene Hackman was originally slated to play lips manless and he's the opposite. He wouldn't do it because it's Warren Beatty. He didn't like oh. Warren Beatty, but Gene Hackman was originally. Uh, That's interesting. List. Yeah, I like uh, Gene Hackman a lot, so maybe I do too. Maybe I maybe I don't like Warren Beatty. You might not either. like Warren Beatty. Yeah. Who knows? Um, here's interesting though. So all the the villains have all this, and the makeup is fantastic. It is. I mean, it's really. You look at Prune Face. Yeah. Look at uh, Influence, um, Flat Top. They all look so good, and it really. Sometimes you just forget that it's makeup. It's just like that's what that character looks like. Yeah. It's just little face, little face, Fenny. That's a really complicated one too. Yeah. Where they had to film a kid inside a giant head and then kind of make it look like a normal person from behind. Um, uh, but Dick Tracy has a very distinctive nose in the comics. It's got this, it's almost broken beak nose, mm -hmm. and they claimed that they couldn't get it to look right with Warren Beatty. Yeah, like they were trying to. It just didn't look right. I think it's more Warren Beatty's probably ego yeah. and his own. I don't want to wear this stupid beak nose the entire movie. So let's just say it didn't work because yeah. um, there's no way they can pull off all of these and they can't pull off the Dick Tracy nose and make it look like a realistic thing. Yeah. I it wouldn't take much. It wouldn't take much. A little hump there in the middle. Maybe. I mean, uh, I understand it though. Cause it's Warren Beatty. I got no problem with Warren how Beatty. I think Warren fine. Beatty looks. He looks good. He looks totally fine. And it, they capture all the things you really need for Dick Tracy. And that's yeah. the yellow hat. And the, and the coat, the two-way wrist radio, and all that stuff. He has the chiseled jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm cool with it, but it is a silly, silly thing to say. Don't that they can pull it, off. That's don't, a silly don't claim. claim that. That's a silly claim. Um, who do you think has the best makeup look of the film? Mm. Who's your favorite look? Mm. I think Flat Top is the one that stands out, and maybe because he gets more screen time, it could be that. But yeah. that one to me is like. So ridiculous, and they—they're all kind of believable in a way. You're yeah, like, yeah, that's that—that that guy's really ugly. Yeah, but 
nobody's actually that ugly. That's no. craziness. Uh, so flat top stands out to me, and um, you know, big boy really doesn't have a lot going on, but all the subtle changes are very seamless. Yeah. And uh, so that, I mean, bang up job. I would lean towards either prune face, which is over the top, but still looks incredible, yeah. or the brow. The brow, the brow really, looks yeah. really cool. Um, I mean, they're all so good. It really is tough to pick one that's the best of the bunch. Um, is there any other casting stuff you want to mention here? Oh, there's tons of cast. Yeah, we should go through. Um, well, Tess Trueheart. I don't even know who she is. Glenn uh, Hetty? Yeah, I don't. I don't recognize her from anything else. I don't else. really remember from much else either. But, She's passed away recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, she um, never thought much of her, but she's I, she she's very charming. She's, she really she's very is. pretty, and uh, the character is very capable. I was watching with Amy, and right off the bat, she goes, "Oh, she seems like she's an idiot. She seems kind of stupid," um, because some comment she made to Tracy, yeah. and, and I said, "Well, just watch. Just just wait." Yeah. And she winds up, you know, the first. The first time you see her kind of turn it on is when she's left alone with the kid. Yeah. She's like a broken arm. She's like a broken arm. Yeah. She, she knows that he took that money. And and then she uh, throws the baseball, baseball yeah. in the can and nails it. And the kid's just got this look on his face like he can't believe it just happened. And, um, so really, she really stood out to me this time as being like an underrated. I think so, uh, too. She really pulled off the dynamic between kind of mousy and very capable at the same time. Yeah, and you're, um, you're thinking of women from a different time, too, and what yeah. this woman would be yeah. back then as compared to female characters nowadays. Yeah. But she still portrays, like, there's she's, a lot of emotional conflict with her. She's totally independent. Yeah. But she wants to settle down with Dick Tracy also. Yeah, totally. Um, which is a very realistic uh, scenario. But she, she, plays, she plays the whole range very well. So I was impressed by her this time around. Yeah, and I, I liked, I, I felt for her. Like when she's explaining to, mm. to Dick Tracy, you know, that she, she knows he's never going to quit. And so yeah. she can't just be in this life of him always leaving. And um, She's not going to try and force it. She yeah. knows who she is. Um, Sean Young was originally cast as Tess Trueheart. Yeah, and I yeah, don't think yeah. it would have worked nearly as no. well. I, nearly as well. Sean Young is a pretty good actress i think she works as a stronger character too. but uh yeah i don't i don't know if she could have pulled that off although yeah, that, at this time maybe not i look back to blade runner and she i would buy her in anything yeah based on her performance in blade runner yeah. but as she aged she got harsher and she said that she um she didn't do it because she she wound up not doing it because she spurned uh, Warren Beatty's advances, he, he made moves on her, and she, she said Everybody no. Everybody else says no, that's not the reason I, why. I didn't believe yeah, that, that anyway. She's, nobody could get she seems to her. be very troubled. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. This is after she'd lost out on Batman, when she was going to be Vicky Vale, yeah. and then now she's lost out on this. And there's actually one scene in the film that people point at is, that's actually probably Sean Young. And that's where the kid is getting ready and you see her from behind and her hmm. hairstyle is different. And it's in the outfit that all the set pictures you've ever seen of Sean Young at fully in Tess outfit. It's likely her. Oh, it's likely her. Um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's like when the, uh, the, the Eric Stoltz shot that supposedly is still inside back to the future. Yeah. Um, to point out like, Oh, well I guess that was the take that worked the best. And that's what you got. That's what you, you got. You got in it. You got in it. You got in it. Uh, so, so yeah, um, Tess was great. Yeah, she was very, very good. I liked Tess a lot. And Al Pacino as Big Boy's on the screen right now. There's Catherine O'Hara. Um, 
Al Pacino's big boys. Al Pacino is... He's chewing up the scenery. Uh, he's just having he, a great time. He kind of steals the movie, honestly. I mean, he he's very big. He's very boisterous. He's very funny. All the all the misquoted lines yeah. and stuff, he's just obviously making up on the spot. And oh, then, totally. And then attributing to other people. It was, uh, if you ain't for the people, you can't buy the people. Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lincoln didn't say that? Oh, every one of his quotes is... You know, is, the, the walnuts... Here's an interesting shot. Like, well, okay, so uh, right now, Vic Tracy's above. He's in the on the scaffolding or on the, the ledge, ledge, seeing the big boy meeting with all the the crooks. Right? Watch, watch what happens here when he jumps on this pole. Man, it looks so painful. Oh yeah, he hits his chest square on the top his of that face. pole. Wham! Uh, uh, looks so painful. Yeah, I'm sure it was. If you slow it down, you can see the pole wobble. Yeah. And Warren Beatty has said that that is him doing that. It's yeah. not him. Yeah, I'm not sure. The days of Blu-ray, you can tell that it's not him doing that. There's no way he did that stunt. Uh, okay, so more cast. Warren Beatty, we've already kind of talked about. I like, yeah. Warren Beatty he's speaks for himself. I perfect. Mean, he's Warren Beatty, but he he's very commanding uh, presence and um, and this is a passion uh, project of passion for him. It seems. Yeah. So I'm for it. You it, know? it seemed like he had the the earnest yeah. and the attitude of like. You know, the uh, uncorruptible. You know, yes, it's, he lends a lot of integrity. Yeah, that he can't be character. bought, he can't be turned, and he it really comes forth in his character and his acting. Yeah, um, that he's always going to be the good guy. Yeah, uh, the kid is also a great casting. I was watching perfect. this, and it reminded me that there was like this heyday, like that time period, and this kid was in Hook, and he was in oh, What About Bob? What About Bob? And this? he's just there was a day. When there were great child actors who really yep. made you uh, sympathize with yeah. like, the kid, uh, I don't mean the kid, the character, but the kid in the movie, whatever the movie was, and um, yeah, it just did a great job because he's, he's awesome. Because he's awesome. He's innocent, right? He goes along for the adventure, but you never get the feeling like, like, ah, oh, I'm too cool, and I'm this smug kid that's yeah. gonna, you know, teach you a thing or two. Like he looks up to Tracy. Uh, he's he's a child. Yeah, just like. I was a child at the time and that's what it should be. And that kid was great. And, uh, I, I, it's hard to see. I don't see characters like that very much totally. anymore. And to have a character, you know, cause a lot of times the kid character is annoying, especially when yeah. they act like a tough kid. Yeah. It's even more annoying. And he goes from tough kid for a good chunk yeah. to then being to kind of turn it around into the good kid with still that kind of tough side. But, he pulls it off, man, and you yeah. like him throughout the entire film. That's right. You never feel you, yeah. You never annoyed by him. Like you don't like, like that kid. You like, don't. You never think like he needs a spanking. Yeah, or that I wish this kid wasn't on the screen. I wish right. he wasn't in the movie. I wish he wasn't this. And man, Charlie Corzmo is the only reason that it works because he just yeah. does it so well. Um, and I like him in every one of those movies. Yeah. Like I look back at it, I'm like, man, he was a great child actor in all those films. Like. It's kind of a shame that he stopped doing this. I mean, he's now like a uh, yeah, he, professor or a lawyer or something. I don't know what he's... He went on to bigger things than acting. Uh, but, man, he was... He nails it. Yeah. He's perfect in this movie. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody else nope. as the kid. Nope. Um, other than a big, big cast name, obviously Madonna. Yes. As Breathless Mahoney. This is the only film that I actually like Madonna in. Yeah, uh, Nate said the same thing when I was talking to him, and I think probably for me too. I yeah, I haven't seen a lot of films with her in it, but I can tell you the ones I have are like uh-huh. yeah, like oh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of hers. Generally. I'm not either, really. Um, I'm really not a. 
she, it could have been somebody else in this and I would have been okay. I think but she was great. She, she did do great. And considering that she really didn't have any acting experience to my knowledge. Uh, she, had, of, she had been in a couple of films before this, like, um, wasn't material girl, like a movie. Wasn't that? A, a okay. Movie? Maybe. And then there was another, I think one other, other one before this one too. Yeah. Um, I would say that, you know, I guess, you know, they count, but this is a, this is a big movie. This is a big and movie. apparently she really went after this role. Yeah. And uh, agreed to do it for thirty five thousand dollars. What you got paid? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a percentage or something. It Which wasn't. It wasn't even crazy like, small amount of money. Yeah, really small amount of money. Yeah. But she really went after this and wanted to do it, and I I respect that quite a bit because. And uh, I, I think she she just, does pull it off. Yeah, I, I like that the the character's a, a singer. And she has in the to movie sing. And she yes. has to sing, and it it works, you know. Yeah. And she's able to sing those old songs, and it's not like her type of song that's like being forced into the movie. Yeah. She's doing what is right for the movie throughout her scenes. I, I don't think she ever looked better than she does in this movie. Yeah. Um, she didn't look better before. She doesn't look better since. And she hasn't, I think come across to me as an actual actress. Yeah. And I, I never saw a Vita. I'm supposedly she's great in a Vita, but I think this is the beginning. If she was great in a Vita of why she's great in a Vita. Yeah. Because of this movie. Um, and the t- the turn at the end of her being the blank was yeah. was cool. Spoiler alert! Uh, it was it was well done. Yeah. They did a good job of preserving that secret too. Yes, there um, was nothing to even hint that yeah that was going to be the case. Totally, they had. Um, I think that the novelization, if I remember right, even stopped short of revealing it in the first mm. editions until after the movie was out for a while, and then a later edition it was added in that. That she was that it was breathless. Oh, wow. um, the toy, uh, which we're I mean we're we can kind of segue into the toys a bit, but the the figure itself, unlike Phantasm from Batman Mask of the Phantasm, where they had the mask off and showed you that it was Andrea Beaumont on the toy, which is ridiculous. Uh, they had it covered up, and that's one of the reasons why it didn't ship at first too, because they didn't want it to be spoiled. Yeah, for people to buy the toy and take the mask off. Oh, it's breathless. That ruins the movie for me. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why it didn't ship so early and then it ended up being only in Canada. Yeah. It's because the movie wasn't a humongous hit and the toys weren't a huge hit. Which was such a bummer. Yeah. I wanted hey, let's talk about the toys. Let's oh, just talk about okay. it. That that figure was pictured on the back of the yeah. card. Which we'll get to the card in a second. That was pictured on the back of the card, and this was there's was no internet going on at this time. Totally. So it was Mom, I need I'm I looking find I'm blank. looking for the blank. I want the blank because that's fun. As cool as everybody looks, yeah. the coolest character was the blank. It was just stark black with no face. It was like... He's got the coat. He's the only figure that had the trench coat on. You yeah. wanted a trench coat for Tracy. You wanted a trench coat for Tracy. That's right. He was the only figure that had the trench coat on. Uh, so it was scouring shelves yeah. for a long time. And it was like, well, that's not going to happen. I remember Children's Palace when they had first had the, the... They had a major big setup for this movie where it had all the cars and had racks and racks of the figures. I remember going in there and being like, I got to get some Dick Tracy's. And I, I looked at the Dick Tracy. And I was like, I'm getting Dick Tracy. And uh, I think I had Dick Tracy and Sam Ketchum that day. Um, but I'm like, oh, I got to get the blank. And I remember going through every single yeah. rack of those figures looking for that blank figure and being so disappointed that there was no blank figure. And every time we went, I would go with Toys R Us. I would look through the racks. Kmart, I would look yeah. through the racks trying to find that blank figure. And we were on a fruitless endeavor, man. It just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. Because and nobody, they didn't and nobody, and nobody knew. knew. You couldn't tell anybody. Yeah, nobody knew. You couldn't call the store and they would know why they didn't have the yeah. blank. Or you couldn't look it up online as to why there was yeah. no blank. You couldn't look at a magazine and find out why there was no blank. It was just, you didn't know. It, not for years did I yeah. find out that there actually had been the blank. 
They've been released up in Sears in Canada or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was heartbreaking, man. Just was, looking and looking for that figure. It's crappy. And not ever knowing what could have at least to it. blacked it out on the back of it. Yeah. I mean, after they realized it wasn't going to. You could have put a sticker happen. over it yeah, or something. something. Or underneath it, you could put coming soon. Yeah. You know, to let not people let people think that it was part of the other wave. Because, yeah. man, there were so many figures in that wave. Yeah. In that line. And they were all there to begin with. Playmates. They were all there. Playmates. That's what they do best, I think, is give you everybody that you could mm-hmm. want. I mean, they really. Yeah. You got even. You didn't get a Tess or a kid. You didn't get Tess or a kid, and you didn't get Pat Patton, but you got Sam Ketchum. Yeah. And you didn't get Tracy with a trench coat, yeah. which was disappointing. I had to use the trench coat off my BP vest cops figure yeah. on him. Um, but even like the, the in the opening mm-hmm. sequence of the movie, there's the, the hoods, the lips, manless guys that are playing cards. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a very quick scene where they all just get killed real fast. And the brow is there. Shoulders is there. Rodent's there. Um, you get all three of those guys yeah. as figures, even though they're only on screen for five minutes. You get all those guys. You're building your whole uh, gangster. Yeah. Your, uh, yeah, you're beating. Like, you're building your whole. Uh, you're building your whole gangster army. Gangster that's army. What you're trying to say. Your gangsters paradise. That's what I'm trying to say. You're building the whole gangsters paradise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And they were all came with like cool accessories. So yeah, they had. Uh, first of all, yeah, like I said, it was the only game in town for cops and robbers. Uh, there weren't. You know, they had, yeah. uh, and they were realistic weapons. Soon they come up with like, they came with Tommy guns. They didn't come with like pink revolvers. Yeah. Uh, pink, crazy stuff. Like a lot of weapons at the time, especially from playmates mm-hmm. were like those zany colors. And it was just, even though the figures were stylized, it was like, here's your real world thing. And it was a Colt 45 and it, yeah, it was colored gray with a, with, with black a grips black and grip. Yeah. And he had a Billy club and it was like, yeah, okay. That's I'm, cool. And I'm a holster cool. and a holster, a holster you could put around. Yeah. And then they came with other things too, like Lips Manless had the cement shoes. Yeah, I think it came with the cement shoes, right? You could put around the figure's yeah. shoes to make it look like he was wearing cement shoes. That's cool. Yeah. I think another character came with like a bag of money or something. And Steve um, the Tramp had a trash can lid. Yeah, and uh, a two by four thing. A, Steve a the Tramp got a figure. You got a Steve the Tramp figure. You got the Tramp. You're building up your city. You got everybody. No yeah. kid. But you got Steve the Tramp at least. I kind of understand why they didn't do the kid because we'd have to do a smaller. It would be kind of tough. But you're getting scale. so many unique sculpts anyway. Yeah. Playmates well, did all those pack-in things like Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. You get like a pack-in side character sometimes. Like Worf's son was a pack-in side mm-hmm. character, and um, that would have been perfect for that. That would have been good. He should have been pack-in with Steve the Tramp. That might help Steve the Tramp sell because that figure did not sell. The yeah. Tramp was everywhere. Oh man. Um, two cool cars too. You got. Tracy's police squad car and you got uh, big boys car. Yeah. And they were great. Those were really nice. Those are really nicely made yeah. vehicles. Um, and, and then there was also like a 12, I think a 12 inch doll or 15 inch. Yeah. Doll there were some, like there were some 12 inch dolls with cloth goods and um, applause did a bunch of dolls yeah. and PVCs. And there were all kinds of PVCs. Yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't, I, I had a couple of those. They just worked their way in and they had like magnets you and wallets and, Keychains and T-shirts, everything. Um, the movie Nate, magazine. I had the movie magazine that was really cool. The card set was really great. Yeah. Um, Nate said that uh, that there was a a, a role play uh, Tommy gun also, which I don't remember. I don't remember ever that. seeing, but I guess maybe it did exist. I mean, he remembers it. I mean, kids were playing with it. Yeah, but I mean, uh, man, talk about the good old days when you uh, have a Tommy gun toy and play with it. Um, the card art was magnificent. 
once again with the bright primary colors, no neon colors. Yeah. Like was kind of popular at the time and was getting popular, but just those primary colors, which hearkened, it was fresh and new, but hearkened back to the old strip of the thirties and, the, yeah. and all the pulp stuff. And it was very graphic with start the harsh blacks. And, uh, and on the back, you got a, a comic strip, a dedicated comic strip to each character specific to the character. Yeah. So you got, even if you didn't see the movie or know anything about it, you got a little bit of something to go off of there. And they had the, the like was popular with GI Joe and turtles at the time, a little, file card, a little file card that you could clip out. And, and it actually made sense to have a file card. It made sense for GI Joe, not so much for turtles, but for this, it made sense too. Yeah. Cause you would have dossiers on all the villains. Of, you know, if you were a cop, if you were playing cops and robbers, everybody, you'd have files on them. Um, fantastic. Yes, I, I I have more fondness for the toy line than I do for the actual movie. I think I'm not sure. Um, I, I I mean I I really enjoy the toy line. I think I enjoyed the toy line more because of that celebrated cases book I had, where it had all the different villains and the backstories of all of them. And it was cool to have a representation of that book, especially for the lesser characters that didn't do much in the movie. Yeah. It was cool to see oh, this is what this character is really all about. And this is that adventure Dick Tracy had with just this one character. Um, but man, uh, yeah, I don't know which one I have it more. I think it's maybe the movie for me. Hmm. I love that toy line. It's really cool. But the disappointment of blank, I think still haunts me. Like yeah. it's still, that's kept you from, it's, it's, still it's like Darth Vader with the vintage star Wars. Yeah, line. exactly. You, you it's, it's really hard to, to ignore that. How much that sucked yeah. not having that figure. Um, there's also McDonald's tie-in, like toys or anything, but they did like a Crime Stoppers game or something. Okay. If I remember right, but it wasn't like your your thing, yeah. or it was like toys and a Happy Meal and a glasses or cups that I remember. I, it was just like a game, if I remember right. It was strange. Hmm. I don't know how this thing keeps messing up at one certain spot. I vaguely remember some cups or something. Um. Danny Elfman did the music on this too. Yes, I noticed that. It's very, it's very. Uh, there's some very Batman esque uh, yeah. moments in there. Where totally. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and that's why he wanted him. Yeah, sure. Batman. Yeah. So yeah. that's the sound he probably wanted. I'm sure for the film, and so it's very appropriate for yeah, the movie. Totally. Yeah, totally. It works think, completely. Yeah. Um, the. It also had it theatrically. It had a, a Who Framed Roger Rabbit short in front of it. Really? Yeah, like a roller coaster. Oh, there's some kind of. It was like a. I remember it being advertised, and I was disappointed when the VHS didn't have it. That's lame. It was the Honey I oh, Shrunk gosh. the Kids had the Roger Rabbit short at the beginning. Maybe it's the same short, and they just put it on that. Hang on, I got I got now. I have to remember what. I don't this, remember it having anything to do with the roller coaster. Um. I noticed a couple things about the movie. Roller coaster rabbit. Roller coaster. Okay. Special attraction. Roller coaster rabbit. Okay, that was a different one than what was on Honey I Shrunk. That's kids. well, there, there you go, man. And I'm all for uh, putting shorts, animated shorts, at the yeah. beginning of movies now. Again. Totally. I mean, I mean, Pixar does it all the time now. We should do that. Yeah. But this that this was the first one I remember having that, like yeah. an attached short that you yeah. go see before the movie. Um, Pretty neat. There was something else about it too that I thought was interesting. Oh, uh, going back to the blank, the blank's voice. Yeah. Sounds like Bausch. Yes. It, from Star Wars. Yes, that's what I thought exactly. Is that who that is? It must be. Is it the same lady doing the voice? It must be. Does it have to be? It has to be. It, it really does seem like it has to be because it's dead on. Yeah, they were – I thought, wow, that's Bausch. And that should almost have been a – it's almost like a clue that it's going to be breathless. 
Yeah, because you take off the mask. You take off the mask, and it's the female character. You know, it's if they did that, and it was kind of intentional, it would be kind of cool to look at it back at it like, oh, there was your clue right there that this is not a male character; it's a female character at the end. Um, If I if I had to pick some flaws, I, I. did this this movie didn't do all that well? It did didn't it? do great. No, it's yeah. it, it did respectable. Yeah. Um. It. I wrote this down. It, it cost forty seven million to make and made one hundred sixty two million worldwide. Mm. I mean, this is the days though too, where one hundred sixty two million was a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah. Um. And forty seven million was a decent amount of spent on the film. So it it I think it basically maybe broke even at After the theaters. advertising and yeah, yeah. And, but it made money on the home release. Yeah. It definitely didn't make what they wanted it to make, though, what they expected right. it to be. Right. Um, it didn't lose money, but it didn't make a bunch of money. I think, for one, uh, people didn't really get what was going on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was, like I said, I was watching with Amy, and she said, this seems like it's made for children. It was kind of made for children. But it's also, there's some very adult things totally. in here. It's like, this is trying to capture the source material. Um well, just like the original comic strip was was revolutionary, and then it made up at that point. Sunday funnies were Sunday funnies; they yeah. were just goofy little comic strips. And Gould was trying to do take what was really happening in the real world and distill it down for younger audience, but still treat it like it's a real thing. This is really bad guys are out there, and good guys fight them, and um, that's kind of what the movie is trying to yeah. do. Where it's like, okay, yeah, this is you know they're cartoony looking and they're doing things, but this is really like. These are really bad guys that kill and, you know, there's a criminal underworld and there's cops to go after them and sometimes they lose and sometimes they get put in bad situations. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, – I think you're right that maybe it, it just couldn't find the right answer because I don't think that the film itself is the fault. I mean it's not like it was such a buildup and you see the movie and it's like, oh, that wasn't very good. The film is good. I realized um – that there isn't that much in the way of plot, or at least it doesn't seem. I mean, everything that's that you really care about is the kid and uh, Dick Tracy and Tess. That's the and everything else that happens, as good as it is, kind of. Uh, I don't want to say window dressing because Big Boy is good too for a laugh, but there I don't even now. I just watched it last night, and I'm trying to recall what is the what is the big story arc and because there's no there's no major obvious thing there's no doomsday device there's no big boy's not trying to I think big he's boy's just, just trying to take over the city he's just trying to commit yeah. some crime and that's okay and that's me. and that's okay i mean these are these uh, are street level yeah hoods and right crimes and so if it was like take over the world or something like that well, right? you don't have to take over the world but i don't I mean, he's trying to gain control of the city, but it's never, it's not very specific. And it's, it's just kind of like, you're just kind of going along and you're watching the relationship develop between the kid and yeah. Dick Tracy and Tess. And that's enough to keep you interested. And, and all the visuals keep you interested too. But I'm trying to think of like, as a story, it's not like, it's very bare bones kind of, there's no. Um, I get what you're saying, but I, I kind of like that it's. That it's bare yeah. bones. I, I like that it's just it's big boy has is taking over Lips territory and then now he wants to control the whole city. Yeah. And Breathless is there and she's got her own plot to kind of take over yeah. the city, basically. Um and then you've got Dick Tracy on the other side of it, 
who's just a cop. He's just trying to keep the law. And just trying to keep the law and trying to keep the city under control um, and his life. And I, I don't know. I, I like that the, it's not that there's not too much more to it. Yeah. Um, especially when you have so many characters and you're not really given an origin story where it's like yeah. where you hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, I like the minimal plot to it. It's it's. Uh, yeah. I guess I, I, I don't mind it either. I'm not trying to I'm not bashing the film. For sure. like you're bashing the film. Well, I what I'm saying is that maybe that had to do with why it it wasn't quite as successful and why um, there wasn't a sequel because there, I mean there's it's like uh, if you want this aesthetic nothing else satisfies and this just you're just scratching the itch the whole way but if you're trying to like bring in outsiders which I, I kind of appreciate that they're not trying to bring yeah. in outsiders because that's how you water down a property um but I don't know. A more concrete story structure would would I, have maybe serviced the, the the character. I think that yeah, that there would be a trade off then. It would be eliminate a lot of the other characters yeah. that are in the movie yeah. and focus more in four or five characters. No, yeah, you would have. And then to. you would have more of a yeah. an in depth plot and be able to follow each character more throughout. But I don't know. I uh, I guess I, I, it's all a matter of opinion whether you enjoy the spectacle and all the characters yeah. being brought together into one film at the detriment to maybe some of the plot and well, the character. I do. I mean, that's the only reason I would go to this movie yeah. is for all of that. I want to see all that. I want to see all that. I want, that's yeah. what I want is yeah. all that. But yeah, I, I agree with you that there may be other people that don't want all that, that they want to just Batman and Joker, yeah, Batman, Joker and Vicky Vale. And they want that. Yeah. And they don't want all this extra stuff that's going on. I want Vicky um, Vale. Uh, this is also there's a couple things that I noticed that were like definitely Batman. Oh um, yeah. One is uh, him pounding on the newspaper mm-hmm. with the with the protagonist on the front page. Yeah. Um, one is uh, he jumps down through the the glass ceiling. Yep. In a very very, very he would have broken his ankles, uh, but is very Batman esque. Um, How much do you weigh? Does he ask her how much? He, no, he asks Pat Patton. How that's much right. Weighs. That's right. When he's trying to figure out if he can jump himself up with the, the amount of weight that's going to be there that come down onto it. That's right. Um, there was something else that was Batman too. At, well, at the end, the big boy gets dropped from the. That's right. Yeah. From the tower, and, and that I, that is maybe one of my least favorite scenes in the movie because yeah. it's it and and, and Batman too. I mean, it looks it it's a bit cheesy. Um, big boy, you can tell it's definitely a dummy. Yeah. Like it's. It's blatantly a dummy that's falling, <laughs> but I'm okay with it. I'm still okay with it's it because okay. it's a time because everything else looks so great. I can I can take one or two things that don't it's look okay. so great. Um, this scene is great. That's coming up right now with all the cars. Oh yeah, I did want to mention this. Uh, this movie has a very tongue in cheek feel to it, like all almost all the way up to this point where um, there's kind of this shootout and the car, the gangsters are trying to escape and. Tracy just unloads with the Tommy gun. Yeah, he's it's killing like, everything. He's killing all these guys. He's had enough, dude. This is his breaking point where yeah. Tess has been kidnapped. Yeah. She's been brought into it. So it's taken his real life and put it into his job life. Yeah. And he's not having any more of it. So like he's mowing down everything. There's a shot coming up, man, where he's shooting and their car blows up behind him. Yeah. Like right there. That was iconic. That was an iconic scene. I remember seeing that in like uh, commercials and stuff. The making of special, they talked about that, yeah. that effect. 
And they said, uh, man, that was a great take. Like we're talking to Warren Beatty about it. Like you didn't flinch at all. And that car like blew up and flipped right behind you. Like it was crazy. And he said, I had no idea it happened. I had earplugs in for the Tommy gun. (laughs) And the Tommy gun was so loud and so shaky that I had no idea that happened behind me. It wasn't until they saw the dailies later that he saw how close to death he was in that scene. Yeah. Uh, I think the explosion was much bigger yeah. than they anticipated. And it looks crazy oh, good. It looks really good. Because you can, I mean, it's him. It's yeah. really him standing there and a car blows up like 15 feet behind him or something. It's a crazy cool yeah. shot. I kind of had in my mind that he was thinking this time I get to be on the outside of the car, you know, because he was in Bonnie and Clyde. And, oh, yeah. And that ends with them getting shot full of holes yeah. while they're in the car, uh, which is the same time period. So uh, there's the Batman thing. Uh, an uh, interesting scene is when he goes to save. Is it Sam who gets? Uh, not Sam. It's the other guy who is listening in. The oh, uh, Bug Bailey. Bug Bailey yeah. gets captured. He gets put in the cement box. Tracy goes to save him. They cut to Big Boy. Is it Big Boy that comes in? Or uh, uh, well, influence and prune face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the ones that are putting Bug Bailey in the cement bath. Okay, and then they go around because he's put his hat. That's right. So they're they're after him. He sneaks around, frees Bug Bailey, and they cut to the bad guys discovering him, and you cut back, and Dick Tracy's under the cement as if he... As if he somehow As if he's like, I want to see what that's like. Yeah. You're free, Bug. Go. Maybe I'll I'll get in here. There's there's something missing there. There's got to be a cut scene. There's a director's cut that's like two and a half hours long that's never been released. Um, there's, there's got, got to be, there's got to be a cut scene where there. he had to get in there to untie him, him or something like that. Yeah, that's or, the only yeah, thing I can yeah. think of is that he had to get in there to yeah. get him out. So that's why he's covered. You don't it. think much of it, but if you're paying attention, watch that scene. It's a really weird cut. And yeah. there's a uh, bug Bailey's nowhere. He's gone. He's, he's escaped. He's gone. But Dick Tracy's back under the cement. It's just very funny. Um, he does this goofy kind of look when he wipes the semen away too. Yeah. His face looks goofy. Yeah. He's trying to see the blank after, which makes it, it was like a Mr. Bean movie to me at that yeah. point. I mean, for that, for that second. I wish there was a director's cut. Like I would love to see the stuff that's been cut from this film. Warren Beatty should make it happen. He really should. I, I mean, mean, he's, he's intense about Dick Tracy. Like yeah. he really loves Dick Tracy. I know he's holding on to that property and was wanting to do a sequel. And he did that. Did you ever see the, the Dick Tracy special from 2009? Yes. Yes, I did. Where he comes back as Dick Tracy. Yeah. And he did that just so that he could keep the rights. That way he could show that he's still interested in doing yeah. the movie so they wouldn't revert to Tribune. And he's still been trying to do a sequel to Dick Tracy yeah. all this time. Um, man, I, 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 even though the special is kind of weird, I still think it's awesome. Yeah, it like, it's like, neat. whoa, it's like 20 years later yeah. and he's still being Dick Tracy. Like, he doesn't have to do that. I would, love, I would love a director's cut. I would love that. To, to That'd be released. a great way to get some interest going again, maybe it's to show this and then start talking about it again to see what, if studios are interested in seeing another Warren Beatty, Dick Tracy movie. Um, And there's so many movies now where it's pretty old now there is, but I mean, look at the force awakens and how far past we were and how much those characters have aged. Look at, they're doing another Indiana Jones. Yeah. I know Dick Tracy wasn't a huge hit, but it does have kind of a cult following now. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't know what Warren Beatty looks like is what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, yeah, 2009 was nine years ago. Yeah. So he may look, I don't know what he looks like. I haven't, I haven't seen him. Um, I don't know. I would kind of dig. I mean, he was old when this movie was made. Yeah. He was already an older actor yep. when this was made. So he's, he's up there now. I, I would love for him at least to be involved if they're going to do it. 
then uh, if he can't play the lead, then he should play. Have a have a cameo or be oh, a for sure. or something like that. I would kind of dig though a old Dick Tracy I'm, out of retirement. I'd be okay with that too. I, I would. Uh, and for I'd Warren Beatty, be with it. Probably be one last hurrah. He's um, eighty-one years old. Okay, that's pretty up there. So he's probably. It might. It, it might not happen. It might not happen. I'm just. I'm just curious though. Let me just check something else. Uh. Why aren't there other Dick Tracy toys? Well, uh, that indie spotlight, that indie, horrible shocker toys made indie uh, made a uh, indie spotlight Dick Tracy in the blank. Yeah, they're not very good. They're not. They're not all that good. Harrison Ford's seventy five years that's old. It. That's only six years difference. And he's going to do another indie, and indie's a much more action oriented character than Dick Tracy. That is, is true. I just, I just don't know. I just don't know how capable. Like, I don't know where he is. Harrison Ford, I've watched him grow old. Uh, Warren Beatty might come back and really just not be able to. Maybe not be able to do anything. Walk around at all. I mean, I don't they know. Should have done it back in two thousand nine when he did that special. That's right. Because he still looked like Dick Tracy. That's then. right. Uh, I, I, I highly recommend if you've if you've seen the movie, you like the movie, and you haven't seen these, go to YouTube and look up the making of special yeah. from nineteen ninety. That was a lot of fun to watch. And the Dick Tracy special from 2009, just to, so you could see. Yeah. They even used like the theme music in that. Mm. And they treated him like he was Dick Tracy like the entire was, thing. Yeah. And he had on the same outfit. It was cool, man. It was cool. That was really cool. It was very enjoyable. Uh, I have one final thing to say about the film. And I think, I believe that this film is simply just a really long ad for Chili. Oh, yeah. I, I want Chili every time I watch this movie. I don't, he's stirring the can the of plate. chili on the hot plate at yeah. one point, and then he eats chili like two or three more times in the movie. There's the chili was real big in 1931. He's, he's eating chili at the end of the movie. He's eating chili in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And I had chili for lunch today because of this movie. I watched it last night. I thought, man, it's been a while since I just ate a can of chili. I, I think I'll do that. I used to, when uh, after watching this movie, I would call my mom's chili Dick Tracy chili. <laughs> I would, it, was, it looked like the chili was in the movie. And I would put cheese in it, and yep. it would be – I'd feel like Dick Tracy every time yeah. I ate her chili. And I still, to this day, whenever I see that chili, I think of Dick Tracy. Like, I'm like, oh, so I think Tracy they probably chili. had some funding from Hormel or uh, Gold Star or something <laughs> like there's that. There's no branding like, in the movie. No, there's no branding. Which is cool. Which I love. I love that. It's, it's supposed uh, to be like the comic strip. Yeah. There's no brands. But just overall, yeah. I was – good to have some chili after yeah. this movie. Oh, yeah. If you don't want chili after watching this movie, there's something wrong with you. Because it lo- the chili looks good, too. It does. Every bit of, even the canned chili on the hot plate. I would love to buy a can of chili that. that just has a red label that, that says, says chili, chili on it. And then put it on a hot plate and eat it. It's fine. Man, I would love that. You can do that. Everybody's trying to be you all fancy. Millions, yes. Everybody's trying to be all fancy. She got the ring. She, she got the ring. She's happy. She's she, also letting him be who... He's going to be Dick Tracy. He's going to be. She's got to accept and she understands Dick Tracy. that when he gets a call on his wristwatch... He's going to go. It doesn't go. mean he loves her no less. He's he doesn't not love her. He loves her. He does love her. Look at this to- this this comic font too that yeah. matches the the logo yeah. at the end. This is the end. Uh, great advertising campaign. Overall, very fun, very appropriate movie. I, I think it's a, a ton of it's still a ton of fun. Yeah. Even after you know however many years it's been, almost thirty years now since yeah. this movie came out. Um, I rewatched it again. I mean, you know, I've watched it at least probably once a year. Yeah. I watched this movie. Um, and it's never gotten old. I don't think that there's a moment in the film where I feel bored. 
I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to skip this scene or something. Yeah. It really just, it starts with adventure. And even though there are some character moments throughout it, it's just like an adventure film throughout the entire thing. Yeah. All the characters are worth watching too. I mean, there are laughs sprinkled in through here and there's like, there's a lot, there really is a lot going on and there's a lot to, uh, to enjoy. So it's definitely not a movie that's boring. It it doesn't, uh, I put it right up there with Rocketeer, the shadow, Batman, even though Batman's the pinnacle for me, it's those films, this shadow Rocketeer, um, all taking Batman, all pulling from those, those pulp. Yeah. Heroes, by the way, which we still need to do a, rock, a proper Rocketeer yeah, episode. Totally. And uh, we've t- talked about Shadow, but. Um, I would watch this and, film. And The Phantom. Over which, just about any current comic film. I've said that about The Shadow, I've yeah. said that about The Rocketeer, but I would watch this. This is more fun to me and more interesting and more um, visually exciting yeah. to me than almost any of the current comic films. I agree. I think maybe Captain America, the first Avenger is the only one of the modern superhero films. And I'm talking in the last you know, 10 years. Yeah. Um, that is on this same level as Dick mm-hmm. Tracy and the shadow and rocketeer. Yeah. Man, Dick Tracy, go watch it. Go watch, go watch it. It's, it's two thumbs up. The picture is extraordinary. That's what Siskel and Ebert say. It's hysterically funny from the New York daily news. It's brash, irresistible fun. And the Time Magazine says it's the best comic strip movie yet. Well, this is the only comic strip movie at this point, I think. Yeah. Um, Batman wasn't a strip. It wasn't a strip. Yeah. In Flash Gordon? Maybe. Maybe. I guess you could count that. Yes. Flash Gordon is tough. It's tough to make it through it. We could talk about that sometime, go, maybe. Flash, I, go. I, I, I kind of enjoy the movie, and I, I kind of also really, really hate it. Yeah, I, I'm there so. with you, man. That would be an interesting one to talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very Dick fun, Tracy. very fond memories. Dick Tracy, real cool movie, man. And because of the timing, I think I can't separate anything else. Dick Tracy and comic strips, anything I read is tied to this movie. Oh, me. without a doubt. Just, yeah, I can't separate. Them. Even though I, even though I was familiar with Dick Tracy going into the movie, this defines Dick Tracy yeah. for me now. Even though I loved reading those old strips and books and the toys and all that stuff, this is the defining thing of Dick Tracy for yeah. me. Um, yeah. All right. And it's everything you need all in one movie. Yep. You know, you don't, you don't need to read. It's not, here's the origin of Dick Tracy and the next movie we'll get into the villains or here's, yeah. you know, we'll set up all these characters and then we'll get to the next movie or, oh, you're going to find out about this other character next movie. It's everything you need just in one movie. Certainly self-contained. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the big thing about the movies we had growing up, not to keep on rambling, but they really did feel like they were just trying to get out the best single movie they could. Yeah. And they weren't just trying to do one piece of a big puzzle. Let's see if we can make enough money to do another one and make yeah, money off of that Yeah, we've already too. greenlit part two and part three before part one is out. Right. And we're, we're, we're doing this one, but we're going to sow the seeds for the two other standalone films that we're doing. Yeah. The Brow and Shoulders, the movie. So we're, we're trying to do those while we're doing this movie too. And at that point, you're not putting forth the best product just that product. You're yeah, you're not about concerned about telling a story. Products. You're worried about selling. Yeah, you're worried about selling the ten other movies, and I think that's why these movies are so rewatchable and um, still work so well. Is because you're not just trying to find one little piece of a giant puzzle. You're you're trying to yeah. watch all of them. Like, go back and try and watch Iron Man three by itself with no other movies. It's it's awful. 
It's awful. Well, Try and watch Iron Man 2 by itself. Iron Man 3 is. Maybe a little bit better, but still, it only works when you're looking at it as a big piece of a giant puzzle. First Iron Man works. The first Iron Man works because at that point, they weren't trying to make... Yeah, same thing. A giant it's a, thing. It's a self-contained story. You yeah. have everything you need. First Avenger really works. Yes. It's all by itself. Yeah. It's not trying to be this big piece of a giant puzzle um, and build these worlds and all that stuff. I don't know. I mean, all of those movies are fun, and I, I'm not saying the Marvel movies are bad, yeah. but for me, give me that one Dick Tracy movie. Well, give me certain, that one Shadow There was movie. a certain magic that was going on at the time that was in movie making. Um, give me that Taylor Dane Shadow song over all the Marvel movies. Whew. I'll take it. Whew. All right. All right. Cool. Well, that's it for this one. Hey, I want to say real quick, uh, so long Toys R Us. That's it, man. That's it. We were just talking about, you know, looking, going to Children's Palace and seeing all the Dick Tracy toys. Toys R Us, see all the Dick Tracy toys. It's over. That's it. We don't have... Our, my kids won't experience that anymore, going to toy stores and digging through things. When you have kids, they'll never experience a toy store. Unless they, KB comes back or Toys R Us comes it. back, they'll never know what it was like mm-hmm. to run into a toy store and see that, that dedicated giant area for a brand new movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Like that, that Dick Tracy display? Yeah. That's a foreign idea to, to kids now. Yeah. That will be unheard of. Because, I mean, what, are you going to go to Target and the front section of the store is going to be devoted to a brand new movie? No, it's not. You're going to get one little end cap in that row that's maybe devoted to a movie. That's Walmart is get. doing more of that stuff, but um, but you have to walk through all you, kinds you of clothes and stuff. groceries and stuff to get it's to it. It's not the same. No. Not the same. So, very depressing. Very depressing. All right. That's enough. But what's not depressing is Dick Tracy the movie. Go ahead and Dunk watch Tracy. it. See Dick Tracy. Then go on eBay and have your friend buy a Dick Tracy figure for you. That's what I did. Pay him back and change. That's what I did. <laughs> All right. All right. So long. See you guys. So low. There it goes. What? You turn it off. It's I can't I can't mess with the volume on this thing. It's it's all over the place. Okay. It's all over the place. It's quiet and then it's loud and then it's What are we gonna do now? It's still recording. You're gonna have to cut it off.